0: I quickly realized that I had to live a different leadership style yeah I was a young mother working um, 30 hours a week part-time manager and around me there were only elderly men all full-time <laughs> and yeah so I thought okay I, can, I can't I can lose anything here so I, I did my own thing yeah and it worked out very very well and I think everybody around me um, observed this.
1: I'm very appreciative to welcome Johanna Fink as my guest today. Johanna works as a trainer and coach for part-time managers. She advises companies on how part-time leadership can be successfully implemented in the company. Previously, she worked for several years as a part-time executive in the media industry. With her work, She stands for a healthy mix of enthusiasm for the topic and pragmatism in implementation. She is able to open up new perspectives on part-time leadership for people, thus enabling innovative solutions. Johanna lives with her family in Germany. You can learn more about her on her website www.johannafink.de. Welcome to the show, Johanna.
0: Hey, nice to be here.
1: It is really nice to have you on the show today. Now, um, I'm curious, where are you calling in from? (laughs) And what type of uh, local special site of food can you share with our worldwide listeners?
0: That's a really easy question for me because I'm living in (laughs) Munich and I think everybody in the whole world knows what's happening in Munich every autumn. It's the Oktoberfest. So we have a really big event here and yeah, you know which food you can get here. It's grilled stuff and a lot of beer and I'm always not sure if I should be proud of living in the city of Oktoberfest because it's really a, yeah, Overall, sort of emergency thing <laughs> every year, but yeah, I think it's very famous all over the world.
1: I I completely agree, and you know, as you know, I grew up in Munich too. And growing up initially, obviously, I didn't realize what a big deal it was. I guess you just you know go there as a child, and then when you live somewhere else and people start talking about you like what I did not realize so yeah
0: yeah I'm I'm curious how it how it's going on in the next years because it didn't take place for two years already now because of the pandemic yeah and we will see what will happen this year
1: yeah I can only imagine that there might be even more people than normal just to kind of catch up (laughs) on the two years they missed out on the drinking
0: (laughs) maybe might be true
1: (laughs) (laughs) so now um Johanna I am really curious how did you get from working at a radio station to running your own company
0: Yeah it's a it's it has been a long way and I have to go back a little bit I've I've done various jobs um within the company yeah and I was always kind of looking for something and trying things out and I experienced a lot of different yeah, managers and leadership styles. And uh, somehow I always thought, okay, is this it? Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I wasn't content with it myself. And um, so I think the wish is starting to grow um, within me to yeah try it out myself and to find my own way. So yeah. Um, when I got pregnant with my first daughter, I initially became the offer to, um, yeah, became a manager myself. So I think it was the worst um, moment ever when I had to tell my boss, OK, I would like to do it, but I'm going to have a child now. And I think the answer he gave to me was life changing for me because he said, OK, so when can you come back? When can you start? And I think that's very uncommon yeah because normally it's just unfortunate for you and someone else's luck but in this um, situation I could come back after seven months after the birth of my daughter which is um, quite early for Germany (laughs) I know that very different standards all over the world but for Germany it's quite early and um, yeah so I had the chance to to try it out myself and yeah I I quickly realized that I had to live a different leadership style. Yeah, I was a young mother working um, thirty hours a week, part-time manager, and around me there were only elderly men all full-time. <laughs> and yeah, so I thought, okay, I can, I can't lose anything here. So I, I did my own thing. Yeah. And it worked out very, very well. And I think everybody around me um, observed this, because the team was happy, the productivity was good, the results were were, were good. And um, I started to get curious. Why did this work? (laughs) What I did? Yeah. And I think this was the start of what I'm doing today. I started to to try to understand what did I do? Why did I do this? And I started I wanted to find out what is the secret of successful part time leadership?
1: You know, Johanna, it sounds so fascinating, because especially here in North America, part time really often is sort of equivalent to an entry level position. So leading in part time here is something that is even I honestly even more unheard of than say job sharing Mm -hmm. or top Mm -hmm. sharing. So to me, it is really fascinating to, you know, learn more and how this is, you know, has worked out for you. And now you are the host of the podcast and translated into English, leading in part-time. And so I'm really curious if you could share more with our listeners
0: about that. Yeah, it's a quite funny story because um, it was it happened accidentally, I have to say. <laughs> it wasn't planned. So um, I um, um, I took part in a working out loud circle last year. I think it's I don't know if it's very famous in Canada, but I think so. John Stepper is an American guy, I think, yes. who mm-hmm. invented it. Yeah. And um, it's very famous in Germany already, too. And I took part in this circle. Uh, and the idea of working out loud is that you um, follow a personal goal in a group with other people over 12 weeks. So and um, in the first session, you always have to set your goal or share your goal with your group. So and I came into the first session and I had no idea what my goal would be. <laughs> And then we just chatted a little bit in the in, in the start of the session, on the start of the session, beginning of the session. And um we were joking around and it was like oh you could do a podcast and I said okay I'm going to do a podcast <laughs> and so I committed myself to start a podcast Um, it was in autumn 2021 and on the 6th of December 2021 I um, released the first episode so <laughs> it's a really um, fun thing but um, joke, jokes aside um I have noticed, and um, that there are mainly offers for mothers on my topic. Yeah, it's very common in, in Germany. You have a lot of mother comeback business podcast things. Yeah, and that's fine. It's a, it's a good thing, and I think it's it's um, it's um, important that these offers are there. But I think, and that's one of the problems with um, part-time leadership, that. Um, I have the feeling it's not a very. It's not going to be a common model until it um, stucks in this um, mother, mums thing corner, yeah. And so I think for me the idea was to um, create a podcast and um, that is about part time leadership, but uh, which has at first nothing to do with mums, yeah. It's not an offer for mums. And yeah, that was the idea. And that was what I did. <laughs>
1: It it is really interesting because I feel very strongly that until we have more male role models doing flexible work, it's going to be in that mommy track corner. And so I feel we need to have many more publicly talking about role models who happen to be male and ideally senior leaders so people can say, this is working, this is possible, and it is possible for everybody. Yeah. And um, so, you know, I'd love to find out more. I just alluded to that in North America, job sharing is already quite uncommon. So how can one do, you know, a leadership in part-time successfully?
0: I think um, in general, I see the success factors on different levels, yeah? First of all, there's the the part-time leadership person. And I think you have to have a very strong will to do it, yeah? Because it's always the, the easier way to do full-time regarding yeah. to the job, yeah? Because it's always easier. You don't have to stress out and you don't have to do things in another way. You just can do it like everyone else. So if you don't have a really good reason for yourself maybe children, maybe a hobby or something you want to do in this free time, then that's the first thing, your, your motivation. And the second thing is I think um, you need to be very well organized. That's the base. But that's not all. And I think that's the point where it often goes wrong because um, many people just try to realize part-time leadership um, with efficiency yeah they're just trying to work harder um do less coffee breaks and skip lunch time yeah these are the, the the mechanisms i often see and i think that's not the way how it can work because this is a way that makes you uncontent and that also makes um you stress out. And I think it's dangerous to become ill or to yeah get mental pro- problems over time. So I think we need a healthy way of part-time leadership. And this means that you have to structure your work in another way. You have to find out, okay, what are the, the, uh, the roles, the tasks, the topics where I really bring Value to my team, yeah. What 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 are the things I do that are really important for my team, and what are things where no one realizes if it's done or not, or what are things where there are other people are maybe in your team or somewhere else who can do it better, yeah. And this is the first step to find to figure this out, and then to to decide what what um, things am I going to do and what am I am not going to do, and. Learning to say no to things is one of the most important things you have to, you have to um, yeah, get used to when you want to be a successful part-time leader. That's what's the first level. And then you also have your organization you're working in. Yeah, So you can still uh, fail. Although you, you are best organized, you um, do everything one should do. But if your organization and especially your boss doesn't support you, you will have a problem. And I think it's it's very important. First of all, there have to be certain framework things like technical and legal things. You have to be able to work flexible part time. In Germany, it's a big deal. I don't know how it's in in, in Canada or North America. In Germany, it's always if you want to work other hours, different hours or or work in the evenings, it's a big thing for the most um, companies. And then you need technical equipment, which shouldn't be a problem after two years of pandemic, but (laughs) before it really was quite often to get um, access, um, company data from home and things like this. And um, on the other hand, I think you need. You need a special culture which supports part-time leadership, and what I mean in, in German, there's a special word for it. It's called Präsenzkultur. I don't know the English expression, but it means there are uh, uh, cultural yeah climates who are ve- that are very um, focused on you being present all the time. Yeah, and if you are not present, not sitting on your chair, you're not there <laughs> you're not existing and you're not productive and I think that's one of the most important things
1: the concept in English is like presentism and it's yeah. exactly what you said exactly yeah. what you said and I f- feel and hope that the pandemic to some extent has kind of reduced it because people realized a one can work well from home and b, mm-hmm. That even if you're not physically there, um, you know, you can start building, um, you know, a relationship. But what I'm reading more and more and talking to people is that the whole hybrid aspect, it might unfortunately potentially create percentism in the sense that if you have a certain part of your um, employees, say, you know, attend regularly, in person versus maybe others who do not how do you ensure that you then not have another form of presentism
0: it's 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 so funny because i i just have to tell this um the story because um in my team where i was a part-time manager we had it was long before the pandemic we had a very um interesting concept because we have been, most of us have been, has, um, have been working part-time and or um, from home. And so we only had one day per week where we all met and all other days, some people were there, some, some people were here. And um, we really found out a lot of how we have to do it and what helps us long before the pandemic um, started. And when the pandemic came for us, it was okay. Our, our, Come on our get together Thursday is not going to happen anymore. Okay, it's sad, but okay, we can we can go on. And for and for other teams in the department where I was working, I really could feel this shock of okay, how should we work now? <laughs> and it was so funny to, to see because for us it was okay, no Thursday, okay, a hmm, little bit sad, but let's move on. And it was so interesting to see.
1: It was definitely a shock for some organizations, but then, you know, people who have been used to working remotely, however many days for them, it was, you know, I'm sure still a shock, as you said, but still not, as you know, you just moved along. So I think it's so interesting. And now, you know, in your conversations on your podcast, I'm curious, are there some findings that you find
0: either surprising or unexpected. Yeah, what's what's surprising for me is that there are many people who have no family, who don't have little children, and who want to work differently, who want to work part-time. There are men and women, and they all, all have different reasons why they want to do it. Yeah, there are people who say, okay, um my job is so stressful i i'm i was talking to someone who has a co-leadership with another person on a full-time both on a full-time base because the job would be so stressful for one person that it's much more better to do it together so besides from part-time these new concepts like um job sharing has have so many advantages advantages and i think they um, open positions to people who are not willing or not able to work 60, 70, 80 hours a week, and that's a very important aspect that will become more important in the future, I'm sure. Because if you if look at family models, yeah, or one one person working 60, 70 hours a week and the other people, the other person staying at home, is a family model that is in Germany not possible anymore if you live in a city because it's much too expensive yeah so you need two people working and if you have kids involved or if you want to have some life next to your job you have to organize work differently so I think there are a lot of people who have interest in flexible working models and on the other hand um, for me it was interesting to see that there are a lot of people who are just mostly young people just saying, okay, um, I just want to work four days a week because I have a life and I have hobbies and I just, I don't need the money. Yeah, it's, it's a generation, it's a question of a certain generation that is coming up. And if we look on the other end of the spectrum in Germany, we are we a are an, an, very old society and we are growing older and older. And there are statistics um, that that, uh, say, I have to lie, I think every third person will have um, elderly people at home in the future of um, whom um, they will have to take care for. So there will be another um, yeah, group of, of people on the other end of the um, spectrum. There won't be the young ones and not the, the middle um, ones with the small children. There will be the elderly ones who have to uh, take care for their parents again. And I think um, all these um, changes in the society and the way we live will um, yeah, come together with these new concepts of working. You are seeing it by looking at the different
1: generations and talking to them. But I feel it is often still maybe undervalued, might be the wrong thing, but, you know, people just don't realize what a difference the mindset is has become, I think, especially during the pandemic as well, because I think people start really thinking sort of what's the essential, what's the purpose. And then, you know, as you said, you know, if I can work four days a week and then I can do my hobby or do whatever, it also then helps that person, you know, to have less of a mental health situation or just gain additional knowledge from you know that time of the week where they are doing something else
0: yeah. And on the other hand, what, what's very yeah, interesting is um, that I o- um, often see that the topic is very much fraught with fear. Can I want this? So what happens if I do it? What's m- with my career? What are my friends going to say? My family? It's it's really interesting that people care so much still about what people are going to say. Yeah. And even if they are really unhappy with um uh, their personal situation.
1: In my mind, in the next five or 10 years, there is going to be such a change. And um, I imagine within maybe a friends group or, as you said, with some relatives, if one is the first person to say, I'm doing a part-time job or four-day week job. And then maybe the first question might be, but... You know, you don't have children, you don't have, you know, X, Y, Z. Why are you doing it? So people might even feel the need to, you know, give reasons why they are doing it. Yeah, absolutely. As we are talking about, so to speak, trailblazers who are already now working part-time or working a four-day week, um, what do you think will it take to make it a more common type of career?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm generally a very optimistic person, but in this <laughs> subject, I'm um, realistic because I think um, it has to hurt. <laughs> it has to hurt and companies will have to um, feel that they will have problems to hire skilled workers. And in um, many branches, you can already feel it, like technology or things, or software in germany and i think this will happen to, to every every company in the next 2 20 30 years because there will just not be enough people <laughs> in germany and you can't fill this gap and you have to you have to rely on every skilled person on the um, market and there are very very many skilled people on the market who are not able or do not want to work um, full time so i think um, so I rely heavily on the short, shortage, uh, shortage of skilled workers and the demographic development. And um, at the moment, I have the feeling that um, some companies would rather leave um, positions vacant um, instead of um, fill them with um, part-time people, part-time workers. I think this is because um, companies are very aware of that part-time leadership is associated with the um, change of culture. And what we talked about earlier, um, this um, presentism, and I think they feel that they have to change things if they hire more people (laughs) like this. And I think that's what many companies still um, keeps away, but this won't work on the, the long term.
1: I completely agree with you, Johanna. Like here in North America, the great resignation is, you know, real. And um, I, but but by the same token, if you search like, let's say LinkedIn in North America for a part-time position beyond the entry-level position, you will not find very many at this point in time. But I feel the fact that there is now a you know a four day week um, pilot across many companies running in the US is a great start because I feel the more different, more flexible work um, models exist in a country, the more maybe additional concepts, whether that is, you know, leading and part time job sharing or you know what it might be it becomes more maybe easy to introduce because it is a more flexible mindset
0: totally and i think it's ikea who uh, that recently um announced um that they're going to um publish all leadership positions in part time
1: i think it's excellent yeah i always use as an example sap yeah. that you know that's what they're doing and then there's Zurich UK that yeah. saw such a huge interest increase in applications once they said yep all the positions could be flexible part um, you know flexible work part time or job sharing yeah. Yeah. so i'm 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 seeing it positively i'm as you i am optimistic <laughs> <laughs> but now the next question is however how can we get more men interested in part-time work or job sharing?
0: Yeah, I think it's it's quite um, easy because it's just about the money. <laughs> That's my opinion. I think um, part-time leadership especially is mostly a very bad deal because most part-time leaders, especially if they are not wearing, they're not working in job sharing um, um, tandems, most part time leaders um, are just earning less money than people in full time because mostly they are especially when they're 80% or 75% so they just earn less money than others and they're doing the same work so that's just a bad deal and that's my my feeling when i'm talking to people Women are, are more often saying, "Okay, um, I'm happy that my company um gives me the opportunity to stay in the position, so I'm going to, yeah, accept this cut of wage because that's indeed the the the, the thing." And I think more men are, are say um, in my um experience more men are saying, "Okay, I'm not going to do this. It's a bad deal." So. First of all, I think we have to talk about money and we have to talk about the way how we are um, paying part time positions. And there might be there are um, there are situations where it's fair to cut the salary, but there are also enough situations where it is not. Yeah. And you have to really give a close look and uh, have to look, OK, how is he or she doing the part time um, management position? Is he or she, she just doing the same job in in less time? Then you have to give the full uh, salary, the full wage. And um, if a, he or she is um, doing only part of the job, then it's OK to give um, he, um, him or her a part of the money. But um, I think that's one of the most important points. It's just mostly part-time leadership is a bad deal. So that first p- point, and the second point is um, that I think um, we don't, we do not have very many male role models. So still, only I just knew a few of, really, really a few of um, male persons who are working part-time in a leadership position, and I think um, very often for men it's really it's a big deal to go to, um, to his boss and say, okay, I want to work part-time. Is it okay for you? And I think it's very often that you will have a very, very uncomfortable situation afterwards. Yeah. And you will. there will be anyone who's saying a oh, good idea. It's cool. You are the first one <laughs> happy for you. Normally it just will be the other way around and you maybe get bullied or something like this. So I think we need much more first, movers and then it will be easier for others to follow i just can um give an example of my person out of my personal um life my husband is working at a german automotive company and he um did a lot of um in germany it's called Elternzeit, parental leave leave Mm-hmm. Yeah, parental leave because I always um, I have two kids and I always went back to work after seven months. So he stayed at home for the same time because in Germany we have a model where you can share fourteen months, and so he he had to stay at home for seven months, and afterwards he was always uh, also working part time. And he wasn't the first one in his team. There was one guy before him who did it because his wife is, uh, had a very important job, and there was no discussion that she is going to stay home. And um, it is so funny to see because after my husband, a lot of not, uh, a lot of young colleagues did the same. And this, but the interesting thing, thing is the effect has only been seen in the in the team in his team. It, it didn't spread to the whole company or the whole department, but it was in, in the team you could really see it. All the young, young guys said, okay, my girlfriend or my, my wife is going to have a baby, I'm going to stay home. And it wasn't anything um, special anymore. Yeah,
1: it, it, It's so interesting how influential close circumstances or people are. And it's, um, you know, one of the, like when you look at the four-day week, if the whole organization implements it, then to your point, it's no longer, well, you know, you're the odd one out. It's everybody. And um, Lasse Reinganz with his, um, you know, organization where he says everybody works five hours a day. Again, there is, you know, if it, everybody does it, then it feels far less, you know, weird or, well, why are you doing this? And, um, Yeah. And like, you know, when you look at Norway, where and and I'm sure also other Scandinavian countries where there are many more men taking parental leave and longer extended parental leave. Again, it is a a, it seems much more common. And if everybody does it, it might look even weird if one doesn't do it oneself. Right.
0: Yeah. This should be this should be the goal. (laughs) (laughs) That's the the way to to go for me. Mm -hmm.
1: And. So now we've, you know, been talking a lot about part-time work, part-time leadership, Um, and we alluded a little bit earlier, I feel that a lot of organizations or managers simply do not realize the transferable skills that a person who is working part-time is gaining from his or her other part of their life. And so you know, could you maybe share some examples from your own professional life, working as a leader in part-time, what you have gained?
0: I'm sure that I became much more flexible. I think um, I have two little kids at home. So, you know, with, with small kids, anything is planable. <laughs> you make a plan to throw it away <laughs> five minutes afterwards. So um, I became much more flexible and think, um, this helped me a lot in my job because I I think especially in these uncertain times it's it's so it's so good. it's good to have a plan but it's it's much more important to be able to just throw the plan away and to say okay we are going to do something else because it's important to to stay flexible and uh, just react to what's happening I think that's something that you get with children <laughs> and the second thing is that I think um, children re- reflect your personality every day. So children children are a mirror in front of you all the time and they are just giving back everything to you. They're giving feedback to you all the time and they, they, are, not, they are not polite. <laughs> so you get very honest feedback. And I think if you manage to, to use this feedback and try to work on yourself, you can really profit from it. From it because you really um, gain insights into your behavior, and at home, you do not behave in the um Important things you do not behave differently um, from from work, so it's very good to use these things and try to develop yourself. I think this can always help you because when you're in your in a leadership position, I think it's very important to um, know yourself very well and to know what you're good at and what you're bad at. <laughs> and you have to know your yeah your dark spots and your sweet spots. So and if you do this, you can work with the things and you can work with your team because you can have an open conversation about things and you can really give other people the opportunity to give feedback because you already know what you're at yeah
1: i couldn't agree more with you i feel you know dealing with children it definitely presents excellent way to you know learn self reflection self awareness and yeah and the politeness yeah <laughs> It's very blunt often, but, you know, helpful. And so now, you know, we've talked about leading in in part-time and obviously I'm biased. I think it is an amazing thing to do. But by the same token, there will be people listening to us today, whether they are business leaders or HR leaders. And so how do they maybe, you know, how can you convince somebody who isn't quite certain that this is the right thing, you know? What would be sort of the most concerns about leading and part-time that you have heard about and what could be done about it?
0: Yeah, I think the most concerns are availability. And it's it's all about, okay, what should we do if he or she isn't there, isn't available? I think that's a very important point. Sometimes it's also the, the costs, especially when we're talking about job sharing, If you have more than 100% um, on a position, it's a big deal for some companies. And I think it's also quite often um, the the question of how to keep contact or stay in touch and stay in contact. I think the communication, how can it work when when you cannot always just open the the door next to you and just shout out. And I think these are the the most important um, points. For me, it's first of all. I think there are three things. First of all, I think it's um, if you respect or if you um, if you respond to the needs of your your um, employees, and their your employees are also um, leadership people or managers. If you respond to their needs, and if you want to work in part time, it's a it's a need. You have a need because you have a personal situation or something like this. If you respond to this needs as a company you get more more motivated more um, content people who are even more productive and who will um, stay with your company even in bad times so I think you really it's a really really important instrument because people we humans are no machines so we don't work like here put some money um, in and you get productivity out. <laughs> That's not how it works. <laughs> um, so I think this feeling, if you work, you're telling your boss, okay, I, I want to reduce hours I, because of this or that reason. If you get a positive answer and if you um, have someone in front of you who tries to um, find a, a way, yeah, then you will be will be very grateful to him or her. Okay. That's the first, first point. Yeah. The second point is part-time leadership is a very interesting instrument for um, development of employees, because if you have a part-time manager in your team, you have to organize work differently and people have to work um, more self-organized, have to organize differently. And what I am see is that you give people who maybe have not been seen before the opportunity to grow in team because they can take over um, maybe little parts of the leadership um, tasks yeah so you can give small things to them and can say can tell them okay you can um, you can find out and if it works for you and um you can see people grow in the teams. and I think that's something w- what um, often doesn't happen if you have a very strong person on the in the leadership position. So when he or she leaves one time, you have a problem yeah. So you can distribute power differently in the in the team and you can make people grow. That's for me that's I'm very convinced that this works and that's one of the very um, important positive effects of and part-time leadership, and the third thing is the the easiest thing and the most important argument for most companies. It's the money. We are at the money point again. I don't know how it is in North America, or Canada, but in Germany, it is so 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 expensive to lose an employee and to find a new one. Especially on skilled positions, management positions. So everything is better for the company, but losing this employee. So I think this should be enough arguments. But um, in reality, I also know that it's um, much, often it's much more um, a feeling than um, hard facts that count.
1: Thank you so much, Johanna, for sharing. This has been so helpful and so interesting to hear. And honestly, people listening to us who are dealing with the Great Resignation, this is such a beneficial conversation because every day, literally, I open, um, you know, not my physical newspaper, but news on Mm -hmm. the computer and I read, you know, Great Resignation here or there. And what can we do to keep more people to retain them and also on this by the same token, attract more. And so these are wonderful, you know, insights and um, new and innovative ideas on how to make this happen. So thank you.
0: Thank you, Karen, for having me.
1: And now, you know, so we've talked a lot. I want to make sure that we've covered all the topics that you would like to share with our listeners
0: today. I think I don't have anything to say anymore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and and so then one last question is, um, is there a particular book that you have either recently read or that in general has influenced some of your past?
0: There's a book, it doesn't have to do, not very much with part-time, But um, it's a book, it's called Thank God It's Monday. And it's a book about, um, written from um, um, a company in Berlin. They're called Dark Horse Innovation. It's an innovation agency. And um, they're quite interestingly organized. And they wrote a book about um, how work should be that they would like to go um, to work on Mondays. (laughs) And this book really influenced me because it's a, I think that's one of the things I experienced in my early career that I thought, okay, is this work? <laughs> it is not fun. So why has it to be like this? And I think this book was for me an eye opener because I um, I understood that work has to be fun. If if work isn't isn't fun, there's something wrong.
1: <laughs> that sounds wonderful. So I well, you know, this is definitely coming onto my you know reading list. <laughs> And um, so, Johanna, how can people find you on social media?
0: Yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn and Instagram. On Instagram, I'm Karriere in Teilzeit. It's a quite difficult German expression. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, you can also have a look on my homepage. It's www.johannafink.de.
1: Great. And I will also put into, you know, the, the show notes, all of the links so people um, can find it there as well. Thank you, Karen. Well, thank you so much for being my guest today, Johanna. It was such an insightful conversation. Thank you. Such a great episode with Johanna. As a little summary, we talked about how Johanna went from working for a radio station to being self-employed, focusing on part-time leadership. Johanna talked about what it takes to do part-time leadership successfully. We also spoke about how can more men get into part-time leadership and what kind of concerns often people have and maybe that's why so far not that many part-time leadership positions are available around the world. I hope you enjoyed this insightful conversation and reflect on your organization whether or not there is already part-time leadership, whether that is in the format of job-sharing, co-leadership, or indeed a individual part-time leadership position. I would love to hear from you and see how these conversations have helped within your organization or if there is an additional topic or guest that you would like to see. I would also like to give a special shout out to Samira Bauman. I heard from Samira in my weekly Future of Work walk. She shared how she has been so inspired by the podcast episodes that she decided she's going to write her thesis about job sharing which really really made my day if not week so i'd love to hear more how people are impacted by this podcast i'd love if you wanted to send me a message karen tischler at emily's Past.ca, or you could also join and the weekly future of work Walks, which is a LinkedIn audio event, it happens every Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific noon Eastern Time for half an hour, where we talk about a broad variety of future of work topics while walking for 30 minutes. And usually, these walks coincide with me presenting a little bit of a sneak preview. Of an upcoming podcast episode. And um, so we've had conversations about fathers and care, all types of flexible work, professionals returning back to paid work, transferable skills from unpaid care work, volunteering, traveling extensively, expat situations, and more. I'd love to hear you in a future episode of the future of work walk thank you so much for listening to the show we hope you gained valuable insights and new ideas to keep listening to future episodes please head over to itunes or your favorite player and subscribe and give it a rating we would very much appreciate a review and for you to share it on social media so more people can start innovating in how they offer employment until the next time goodbye